Support for NHPR's Something Wild comes from you, our listeners, and from Prescott Farm Environmental Education Center, exploring and preserving the natural world one adventure at a time. Open year-round with expert-led community connection programs, adventure packs for independent exploring on the property, and a natural playscape. Learn more at prescottfarm.org. In the last week, you've probably seen cars and pickup trucks heading home on the highways with freshly cut Christmas trees tied to the roof or in the truck beds. Fraser firs. Korean firs. Balsam firs. And spruce. Ouch. Spiky spruce. <laughs> I guess it's that time of the year. It certainly is. Joy to the world. I'm Dave Anderson from the Forest Society. And I'm Chris Martin from New Hampshire Audubon. Today on Something Wild. A look at Christmas tree farms and the important habitats they provide for New Hampshire's wildlife. You might be heartened to know that tree farms are a unique land use and serve as early successional habitat, one that is neither residential neighborhood, cropland, or deep forest, a landscape that was far more common a century ago before small family farms began to vanish and forests took back over. Early successional habitats are an incubator, warm, sunny, scrubby zones with a variety of foods like grasses and weeds and sometimes fruit-bearing shrubs or vines. Tree farms provide ample food and shelter to a wide variety of disturbance-adapted insects, mammals, and birds, all native to the granite state. Bigger farms usually plant in rotational stages with the youngest areas dedicated to transplanted nursery seedlings, two to three years old, barely knee-high. And it can take anywhere from nine to 12 years for these trees to be ready for harvest. Young sections of a Christmas tree farm most closely resemble a meadow, which during warmer months is home to an assortment of insects, dragonflies, butterflies, crickets. Which in turn attracts mammals, mice, skunks, even porcupines and woodchucks that also like to feed on the clover mixed into the tall grass. In early June, deer give birth to fawns and tuck them beneath the shelter of conifers. They seem to enjoy the relatively thick cover of young fir trees, but also having the ability to see approaching predators down grassy open lanes, row upon row of beautiful young trees. By mid to late summer, it's common for Christmas tree growers to mow the grassy aisles between the rows giving opportunists like foxes and coyotes and other mammals a chance to prey on rodents that are suddenly exposed without cover. But mowing between trees also reveals ground hornet nests. A delectable treat only a bear could love. (laughs) Okay, so can we talk about birds now? Oh, okay, I guess. The habitat is also perfect for open country birds of prey, including the American kestrel, a small falcon that nests in old woodpecker holes or rotting barn eaves. They'll perch like a Christmas star atop fir trees while hunting for voles and grasshoppers. And nesting songbirds, song sparrows, cedar waxwings, robins, and morning doves all prefer to build nests close to the ground. One of my fondest memories as a child, I found a nest in our Christmas tree. It became a ceremonial ornament we reused every year. And at each stage of growth, Christmas tree farms provide sunny, open, grassy lanes with good cover and great places to nest. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, did you just make that up? Are you serious, Chris? For Something Wild, I'm Dave Anderson. And I'm Chris Martin. Our producer is Emily Quirk. Something Wild is a joint production of New Hampshire Audubon, the Society for the Protection of New Hampshire Forests, and NHPR. 